<laughs> Welcome to the Church on Hill podcast with Tim Sievers and Pastor Corey from Palouse Federated Church in Palouse, Washington. We're glad you could join us. Uh, sorry about that uh, messed up introduction there. Uh, Pastor Corey used a word um, that's in the in the scripture of Jonah that we're studying to make me laugh and, and throw me off and... And, uh, so I, I apologize. I'm so that. sorry, Tim. I can't believe I did something I like that. I can't believe it. Yes. Good. What time is it? Good afternoon. Yes. I feel like we should say it because it might be the last time we say it for this winter. It snowed again. It did. It, yes. So there we go. Right. Mo- moving right along. Moving right moving along. Moving right along. But uh, it will not. It will never it can't always be winter, so there's hope. Yes, we do not live you know, in it's not Narnia, Narnia at the start world. of the series. No. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's hope. We are in the start of Lent, though. We are in the start of Lent. Yeah. We're about a week in now. Yeah. Yeah. A season of uh, preparation and repentance. And um, yeah, we're studying the book of Jonah. But we're also having soup suppers on Wednesday nights at Yum. 6 o'clock. We're still having youth group. In case any youth listen to this or parents find that unlikely, but I'm a pessimist. So anyway, uh, we're still having youth group, um, and, but we are having soup suppers as well. Um, so here's the Wednesday night schedule. Six o'clock, soup is on. So if you're bringing soup, bring it a little bit before six. Um, and we'll have some soup and bread together around 630. Uh, someone will share. Uh, this week it's Waming Newman. I think uh, next week you're up, Tim. Okay. Okay. If uh, I'm next week, that's that, that works. Yeah, so yeah. We were having a debate about well, yeah. who was next. So. And then, um, well, it might be Phil Wegraff too. I, I guess I could change that. You guys are both easy to work with. I, so I'm flexible. In the next whatever. three weeks, we'll anyway. Okay. Um, soup suppers six o'clock. The sharing at six thirty. At seven. Um, I'm willing to talk with anybody and everybody about Jonah, um, about the questions you have as you're reading the prodigal prophet or hearing the sermons or the the four of you that listen to the podcast that live in the area, you know, our non-mother audience. Uh, oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If we, you could prob- ex- we could probably Skype them in if we wanted Skype to. Skype in maybe that's a the entire like, audience? All four? No, just the four moms. Or, oh, the you four? Know, or, you have two moms? Well, I have a mother-in-law and my mom. Oh, oh and there you go. have that, a mom yeah. and a mother-in-law? I do, but my mother-in-law has... Never listen to the podcast. Well, we got to work on that. Well, she has a flip phone. And, oh. And dial-up internet, I think. Do they still make that? I I don't <laughs> I don't even know if they have real internet. Okay, anyway. Um, so, soup suppers. We have a... Uh, shifting from soup suppers to something else. We have a baptism this Sunday. One of our youth, uh, Nicole, is getting baptized. And we're going to rejoice in that. Who knows? We have a few other youth who have made a decision. I I think it's just Nicole at this point. We may have one more, but we'll have at least one. Still working on it. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And we're excited about that. So So, yeah. Okay. So we got Lent soup suppers. We've got a baptism coming up, and we are in the midst of our study of Jonah, Uh, one of the coolest, best prophets men of god in the bible and he's such a great example i i can't believe he doesn't get more than two pages wow that felt like satire oh maybe a little yeah it's not very good satire i thought it was i thought it was good okay because 
this is a book of satire. Did it you know is. That? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and some people have asked me about this. How can this be comedy? It's in the Bible. Sure. The Bible yeah. serious. Well, folks, in both the Old and New Testament, there are things that we are supposed to read and get the joke. There are some things that Jesus says that are funny. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like having a log in your eye. That's supposed to be a ridiculous image, you know. Uh, don't deal with the speck in Tim's eye before I take the cor- or the log out of Corey's eye, right? Um, but Jonah is supposed to be dealing with, it is dealing with difficult topics, but its genre or its type of uh, literature that it is, is uh, satire, comedic. Um, it's using funny language and imagery uh, to tell a real-life parable story to teach some important lessons, like lessons like, do I really have God's mercy for other people? Do am I really obedient to God? Do I love my enemy? Uh, am I a racist? Uh, am I a patriot more than I'm a God follower? Mm. These are big questions, yeah. and sometimes they're questions we don't want to engage in because we have to change if we start asking tough questions. So. God inspired this story, these events, to happen to Jonah and get recorded in the way they are um, in a way that is funny, in a way that you you have to engage them uh, and and then consider the questions. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, but we, and, don't, we don't look at it that way, do we? Well, you know, I, we've, we've talked about how some of the uh, portrayals of the story or the retellings of the story are kind of Jonah light, right? And they don't even tell uh, the whole story. Uh, one of the children's books we looked at uh, a few weeks ago excluded the fourth chapter, which uh, there's a lot of, for Jonah, there's, he's kind of angry at God in the fourth chapter. Yeah. And it kind of ends in this strange hanging way too. And and maybe not the easiest to explain to a child, but uh, but we've kind of uh, we've sanitized and and dumbed down the story to to maybe share just a quick moral lesson instead of taking the risk of mm-hmm. reading Jonah the way that it was intended to yeah. be read by the initial audience yeah. um, that would have received it. And, and and I think another thing we do to Jonah in, in a video I just watched today, uh, you know, we make Jonah into a character to be honored or, uh, you know, he's a prophet, he's in the Bible, therefore you know, we surely should, we should honor him. Uh, he's, and that is not true of every prophet in the Bible. That There are characters in the Bible that, yes, they're in the Bible, and yes, they do some of them do God's work, but that does not mean all the human characters in the Bible are people we should uh, follow their example. Sure, um, yeah. uh, you know, don't marry a thousand women. Solomon did that. Great advice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't cheat on your wife and then have the husband uh, of that, you know, that lady killed like King David. He did that. Right, right. Yeah, did I say that right? Yeah. Yeah, anyway, I, I said that. Well, I, he uh, took another man's he, wife and then sent him into battle to be killed so that he, she could legitimately, yes. so to speak, become his wife. And, legitimately. Yeah, legitimately. We just used quotation marks. Yeah, those were air quotes. Yeah, air you quotes, yes. You couldn't see But, um, yeah, so there are plenty of people in the Bible 
that we're not supposed to copy. Jonah is one of them. We're supposed to see ourselves in the story of Jonah and then say, oh man, I shouldn't be like this. I should change. Uh, he is not a uh, really good guy having a bad day. He's not a courageous prophet that um, did the right thing. He did the wrong thing and God worked anyway. And God loves him and God was trying to reach him. Yeah. So we should probably just dive into our text for today unless we want to say anything else general. No, I think that's good. Let's say this. If you have comments or questions about our Jonah series, uh, for example, why are the sermons so long? That's a That's great a question. question. Uh, or why, you know, I don't know, where can I get a copy of Tim Keller's book, uh, The Prodigal Prophet, or or questions you want us to deal with on the podcast. Write them in the comments, email them in, send Tim a telegram, whatever. Um, yeah. Pony Express. Yeah. Yeah. So, Jonah 1, 11 through 16. Should I read, read it? Yeah, okay, I, think, okay, I okay. think we have time to read yeah. this brief passage. So where were they at? They they had figured out that the storm was uh, because Jonah was fleeing the presence of the Lord, right. Yahweh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's where we ended. And, and so we'll pick up, and Jonah, remember, had been asleep in the ship, and the captain had to wake him up and all that. He's headed to Tarshish instead of Nineveh. Okay, verse 11. Then they said to him, what shall we do to you that the sea... You know what, Tim? You want to read? Well, I won't do the crazy voices and stuff. I, 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 I just read. want you... I, I don't do crazy voices. Well, I, okay, here we are. Uh, Jonah 1, 11 through 16. Then they said to him, What shall we do to you? The velvety the s- tones of Tim Seaver. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Tim. <laughs> now we lost our audience. Okay, okay. Uh, okay, then they said to him, What shall we do to you that the sea may quiet down for us? For the sea grew more and more tempestuous. He said to them, Pick me up and hurl me into the sea. Then the sea will quiet down for you. For I know it is because of me that this great tempest has come upon you. Nevertheless, the men rode hard to get back to dry land, but they could not. For the sea grew more and more tempestuous against them. Therefore they called out to the Lord, O Lord, let us not perish for this man's life, and lay not on us innocent blood. For you, O Lord, have done as it pleased you. So they picked up Jonah and hurled him into the sea, and the sea ceased from its raging. Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows. Wow. Thus ends the reading, as our friend Kent would say. Thus ends the reading. Thus ends the reading. Uh, so, what do you make of that? Let's, it's... Well, gosh, I mean, poor Jonah, right? I mean, poor Jonah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he's getting what he deserves. Uh, okay. <laughs> Boy, Tim sorry. has no mercy. Sorry. No mercy sorry, for sorry, Jonah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, if the if the story ended here, good ending, bad ending. If the story ended right there, verse sixteen, chapter one. Okay. So, well, you know, mixed uh, bad, bad. Well, it just leaves everything hanging. I guess. You yeah. Know? I mean. I guess it we wouldn't we wouldn't see if God's purposes were accomplished and whether uh his word made it to Nineveh and and so right. I I don't think I want it to end there. I yeah, I, yeah, I need right. some more. And it doesn't end there. And it doesn't end there. But but when a guy's thrown overboard, that's bad for that that's guy. That's bad for that guy. The, but it turned out okay for the, for the sailors. sailors. The right? storm stops and the sailors convert. Yeah. yeah. And this whole time they've been the ones who have been 
most uh, aware. They they've they've had higher moral character than Jonah. They seem to be more in uh, more compassionate than Jonah. Uh, they seem to be you know if you're just talking about good people and bad people, they seem to be good people. And God's prophet Jonah seems to be a bad person. And and so they they benefit and he gets thrown in the water yeah. and so I guess that's you know good for the sailors bad for Jonah yeah but. Uh, Keller says they I think he said it they outshine Jonah yeah, at yeah. every point or yeah. something yeah I would agree with that so um, okay in verse eleven um, they they're connecting all the dots right they've already asked what have you done but now they know now they're asking. What do we need to do? Right. I think that's an interesting shift. Because they've prayed to their gods. Right. And they got no results. Zero. And Jonah wouldn't call on the name of the Lord uh, himself. He was asleep. Uh, He was asleep. He never did call out. No. Even when they roused him and tried to get him to act, the, the, the scripture does not record that he responded in prayer. He never says... to the Lord. He never gets on the deck of the ship and says, Yahweh... Forgive me, relent of this disaster. You know, stop this. Save these poor souls. I will follow. Yeah, where you send me. He doesn't no. hit his knees and no, no. We, we never see that. And instead, they have to ask, "What should we do?" Yeah, uh, that the sea may quiet quiet down. And the whole time, the sea is getting rougher, right? Yeah, and. Um, and again, he doesn't say, let's have a prayer service or anything. What does he say? <laughs> Throw me overboard. Pick me up. Yeah, he doesn't up, say, me hurl me into the sea. <laughs> yeah. Is uh, And okay, some people think this is pretty heroic on Jonah's part. That, that he has now an awareness that he's created a problem for these, these poor sailors. And that he needs to, to die for their sake. Right. Yes, to a degree, I agree with that, that he is willing willing to die for their sake. But I do not see this as simply selflessness on the part of Jonah. Um, do you? Do you think he's just being a real, oh, man, well, I need to know, die for these guys? You know, I don't, I don't think so. And, and, you know, if he's, you know, he's God's prophet, he's, he's part of God's people, he knows uh, how God has acted in the past. And this isn't, you know, if he repented and turned away from his his sin and his rejection of God's command to him, I think that probably would have done it. Um, I mean, if you look at God's character throughout the Bible and throughout the Old Testament, which is the time period where Jonah lived, we've seen God relent uh, and, and and save people. And, and, and if he was truly, if he truly felt, uh, you know, if he truly turned around, I think God could have used that. But it feels more like he's just trying to get out of it and maybe, you know, take the easy way out. Uh, because this solution, he still doesn't have to do, you know, what God told him to do. He doesn't have to go to it's Nineveh. Like, well, how, how I'm is, just going to die. How is disobeying God I'm just gonna <laughs> a die. good thing? Right. This is not just let me die. Throw me into the sea. I'm... Like, no, 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 no. That's not how it works. And... I think part of him hopes that Nineveh won't be reached. Now, he should know that God could reach Nineveh anyway, right? So why not just give him to God? But, uh, yeah, I think he's being very selfish here. 
he doesn't choose to dive in himself and say, you know, raise his hand and say, I'm the problem. Where's your gangplank or whatever? What do you call that when you walk something the plank like that. or something? And I'll just dive in. Yeah, I think that that's on pirate army yeah, hearty. Yeah, yeah. You go walk the plank <laughs> yes. and, you know, yes. go down to Davy's locker or whatever it okay. is. Davy Jones's locker. Wow. <laughs> whatever that is. Okay. So of the that doesn't no. happen. No, it doesn't happen. <laughs> but but uh, yeah. he, he, he doesn't did, dive he in. Dive, he, right? he makes these guys who are sorting out their spirituality, who, who are... At their wits end, you know, adrenaline rushing through their bodies, and still they're trying to do the right thing. Yeah, and he said yeah. he he makes them Throw participate them in. Yeah. in killing him, um, and and so I don't I see that as selfish. Um, and the men, uh, verse thirteen. I always like the word nevertheless. 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 So nevertheless, the men rode hard. Uh, so and hard is actually the literal word in the Hebrew is digging and and I think they still use that in rowing dig dig and this 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 idea that they're really trying to get back to dry land but but they're it's toothpicks against the ocean you know that's essentially yeah. what it is you can't you can't fight God's storm uh, and sometimes we try feeble measures against God and I would just tell you you know you try as we might. Um, when there's a spiritual problem, um, you need a spiritual solution. You need to turn to God. You need to pray. You don't need, you don't need something that won't really fix your soul. And I think our culture is big on medicating stuff, or hey, I just need a girls' weekend or a guys' weekend or, uh, or you know whatever, uh, you know, toothpicks against the ocean. You can't, you can't fight a spiritual problem with a, a non-spiritual solution. Um, this is a God-sized problem, so you need to turn to God. And 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 they, I'm not beating them up. It sounds like I am, but they did what they knew to do, or they did what well, they gosh, thought was right. they're showing extraordinary compassion. They are, and, they are. And, and kindness and trying to, they're trying to save the guy they know is responsible for the storm that's now, upon them. And what I, I like, too, is that they have basic faith, we could say, meaning initial faith. And, you know, when you have that initial faith of there is a God and I want to do what's right for that God, we don't always know what to do. So we just, sure. we we do the thing in front of us that we think is right as best we know how. And so that's what they're doing. They're, they're trying to save Jonah's life. And yet the reality is it's not a solution. So they they figure that out and they pray. They go to the spiritual solution, right? Yeah. Verse fourteen, they pray and they use the name of Yahweh. Yeah, they don't. They don't pray in that generic to their own gods. They use the word for Yahweh. And, and, and so, keep in score, Tim. How many prayers has Jonah prayed at this point? Big fat goose egg. Zero. Zero. Okay. <laughs> and they, no prayers from Jonah. And he's not using the name Yahweh. He is except not when he on the says, the Lord. Uh, except when he told them that he, he feared the name of the Lord earlier. Yeah, like seriously. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. And, I fear him so so much I'm running away. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they they pray and and they ask that they're convicted. They they show an awareness of their what they're about to do is wrong and that yeah. they don't want this to be on them. Um, you know, lay not on us innocent blood. Um, and they throw Jonah into the sea. And the sea stops raging. Yeah. And, and then they just say, oh, problem solved, moving on with life, right? Well, this is my favorite part. Yeah. Is, 
their their confession was not what we call, or their conversion was not what we call a foxhole conversion of just uh, okay. I believed because of a moment of desperation, but that was just the moment. And then it's over. Right. Yeah. When the sea is calm, they don't just say, hey, we need to get some more work. We need to get back to our jobs, earn some money for our families. No, they they still feel, fear the Lord, and they fear the Lord exceedingly. They want to offer a sacrifice. They, they go and they make vows. Uh, Tim Mackey, whose sermons I know Tim and I are listening to, if you want to look up timmackey.com, uh, you'll find the Jonah sermons, I think. But... He says that most likely they would have had to go to the shore, build an altar, kill one of the animals on board the ship, make a sacrifice. Then they make some kind of vows to God in prayer. You know, like, God, I'm going to follow you. Maybe it's a vow. I'm going to tell my family about you. You know, real life vows. I'm going to follow you my whole life. Um, We're seeing true conversion of pagans here. Something Jonah said he didn't want to be a part of. Yep. Thanks, Jonah. That's funny. <laughs> it is funny. <laughs> God's saying, you won't do what I want to do. I'll make you do it twice. Yeah. <laughs> that's what happens. Oh, that's just like God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, that, but it's cool that these guys have this experience that they are saved. Uh, but they're not just saved for heaven later. Can we say that they're they're given a whole different worldview now. Yeah, they yeah. know now every time they sail that there is a God con- in control, and it's They're, the God who controls the sea. Yeah, who the, created this? And, excuse me, created the sea and the dry land is a, what a God who yeah. loves them yeah. just like He loves people of every nation. Uh, they are living in a new reality. We as Christians would call it the kingdom of God. That that God is their king, uh, greater than than any other gods they used to believe in. And uh, I have to believe they have a new hope, they have a new peace in their soul. Uh, and, you know, that's what salvation is. It's not just a ticket to heaven. It's entrance into a new way of seeing the world, a new way of living and behaving and treating our neighbors because we see each person as made by God and has value and God wants to, to create relationship with each person. And... That's what Jonah is not seeing, right? Jonah is not seeing the bigger right. kingdom of God. Uh, but they are seeing it. And I think it's really cool. Yeah. And we're going to talk about this more in our sermons on Sunday. We are. Yeah. So if you're, For a long time. Uh, not, I won't be as long as Corey. So I if you know. want a shorter sermon, come over to Bishop. Oh, Place. wow. <laughs> you'll save time even though you have to drive over. Even you have over. to drive over. No, wow. Time. It was long, but yeah. I, I enjoyed preaching it. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I... I didn't have a lot of people saying they fell asleep or anything. No, no, it was it was great. Okay, so, yeah. okay. And I just great. like to give you a hard time. Yeah. Great. Yeah, that's funny too. That that is funny. If, if you read Jonah, so read Jonah. Read Jonah. <laughs> if yes, I think I said that on Sunday. Read Jonah About three dozen times. So probably yeah. could have cut ten minutes right there. If I just stop saying, saying read Jonah. Jonah. Okay, read Jonah. Well, we've got to go, folks. But thank you all for listening. This has been Tim and Corey coming to you from our hilltop studio.